Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Oh, hey, it's us, Andrew Bogish, Pete Pilati, Ryan Botcher, and Peter Schwartz on a Trash Tuesday on CBS Sports Radio, the free Odyssey app, the CBS Sports app, Sirius XM, Channel 158, where maybe you're watching, watchda.com, the glorious YouTube, and then there's Twitch. However you're with us, we appreciate it. There's always the phone calls as well, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227, at CBS Sports Radio, at Andrew Bogish on Twitter. Send us your trashes on this Trash Tuesday. We will do ours in the next segment. Our good friend Marianne has already sent in trashing that godforsaken virus that I thought after three years I had dodged almost two weeks of being housebound with a toddler so much blippy So much Lightning McQueen. I went two years, so Mariana went even uh, further than that, avoiding that bad positive test. I'll be honest, I'm not sure that I could have ever gotten to a Lightning McQueen ceiling. Cars, the Cars franchise, underrated in the Pixar Disney family. In my estimation... Ignore the second movie. That's fair. But everything else is great. Don't get enough attention. Don't get enough respect. Big Monsters, Inc. guy over here, too. And the Cars franchises. Same here. Thankfully, my kids are too old for Blippi. That was not a thing when they were growing Uh, up. That seems like a thing I would have wanted to miss. I'm glad I did. It's their version of Pee Wee. So, like, when they're adults, will they go back and watch Blippi again? Like, people watch Pee Wee again? Maybe. I, I can't tell you. Is Blippi as irreverent? And like as at times mature as Pee Wee was, like oh, there no. was some. No, no, Blippi is not the actor. Yeah, I mean, Pee Wee Paul... was never for toddlers. Blippi is not the actor Paul Rubens was. You know, okay, it, it, it's, it's mean, an acting Paul, shop's Paul conversation. Rubens is an actor. Well, it was an actor. You know, true. I, I, Blippi is a guy. <laughs> that is that his con- given name, Blippi? Uh, no, no. He, he was in. The, I believe he was in the military too, or Navy, or something like that. Oh, that's I, I, right. Yes, but he, but. From what I've seen, he's like an average guy that just climbs mountains. I do have, uh, I have a new, a new uh, niece, a goddaughter. She's just turned one. I'm not sure where she is on Blippy, but she's a big Miss Rachel fan. I don't know who that is. So she, I did, did Ryan? Does Ryan Rachel know her? Ray? No, not <laughs> Rachel Ray. I'm a big Rachel Ray guy. This is <laughs> no too. Miss. I think her name is Miss Rachel, and. I believe she had a son. Like one of her children has special needs, and there, there wasn't enough programming for him or her. So she started making videos that, to like that he then watched or she watched, and then shared them. And she got bigger and bigger and bigger. Now she has her own like YouTube presence. But whenever my niece comes over, that's always on our TV when she hates being around us or being you know kids need to be calmed down sometimes. <laughs> right. uh, sometimes and Uncle Andrew can't do it, so Miss Rachel then helps out. And then Mr. Knapp does it. Yeah. For me or for the baby? Both. Both. 
Uh, that's how we start the show, or this hour of the show, with some blippy Miss Rachel breakdown. Also, <laughs> this hour, again, your trashes, uh, and the Cowboys continue to make interesting choices at the kicker position, which wouldn't necessarily mean a lot if they didn't have the embarrassment of Brett Maher at the end of last season. They seem to have not learned their lesson. Uh, still to come later in the show, Peter Schwartz had in his update last hour a remarkably dumb decision by the Baltimore Orioles. Not a brand new decision. It's about almost two weeks old, but we only found out about it yesterday, and everybody in unison reacted with shock and disappointment and condemnation of the Orioles, who, as far as I know, still have not responded to any of this, even though we're going on, I don't know, 18 hours of public knowledge and them just getting destroyed by every corner of the baseball and media world. That's how we'll begin hour number three. We've got an upset Trey Young. We have a very generous Mike Vrabel to discuss this morning as well. And on top of the dumb Orioles, the dumb White Sox to boot. But right now, we're talking about the NFL's top 100 list. It's given us a couple of conversations over the last couple of weeks. Uh, it began with Trevor Lawrence being 10 spots worse than Justin Fields. That raised some eyebrows. DA had a problem last week with Kirk Cousins coming in at number 42 in the top 100, the 42nd best player in the NFL, and I believe the number six quarterback on that list. Now today, we've got the top 10. If you missed this reveal last night, a dramatic reveal on NFL Network and all the NFL media social media platforms, Patrick Mahomes, no surprise, is number one, followed by Justin Jefferson, last year's Offensive Player of the Year, then Jalen Hurts, Nick Bosa and Travis Kelsey to round out the top five. Joe Burrow, Tyreek Hill, Josh Allen, Micah Parsons, Chris Jones hold out of the Chiefs go six through ten. I said this when we did the Fields-Lawrence conversation like two weeks ago. I'm bad at making lists. If you ask me right now to list my two favorite people I'm working with today and I'm looking at Pete and Ryan, I would forget one of them to put on the list. I'm just bad at it. So I don't like making lists, and I also don't like going through lists because most people are also bad at making lists. And this one, because it's player-driven or player-exclusive, really, it has some more idiosyncrasies than others because players don't care. Players vote for their buddies. Players just don't know. I mean, could you make a list of your, your top 100 players right now? Like, could you do it with any actual, like, once you get past, like, 12, I don't know how much of a difference there is anymore. Like, it's just all popularity contest. My buddy is my college guy, or I hate this other dude, so I'm going to vote him at 80 instead of 18. And, and in the end, this list means nothing. It gets you nowhere. It accomplishes nothing. It doesn't go in your resume, or at least it shouldn't. It doesn't lead to home field advantage or bonuses. It's just the list for fun. But there are a couple of things that caught my eye last night. Patrick Mahomes, no big deal. Number one, 100% sure, no problem. Now, I don't know where Aaron Donald is outside this top 10. I think he came in like 12-ish. That seems, a, that seems like a problem to me. He was not that great last year, though. And that, so I should have mentioned that, too. This is based on last year, last year alone. So you do have to try and separate the overall resume and legacy of players when you're making this list, which at times is is difficult to do. So Aaron Donald was not great last year. I get that. But I still don't know how he's not a top 10 NFL player coming off of last year. Either way, Jalen Hurts was fantastic last year. There's no there's no doubt about it. 
But even him at number three seems a little odd to me ahead of Burrow, ahead of Allen. Again, that's me struggling to separate previous seasons from last season. It's last season only. But I still think when you've done it more than once, you get to have a little bit of bonus points, so to speak, around some other guys. Nick Bosa is not a bad choice at all for your best defensive player. This list altogether has three Chiefs. It's got three defenders. It's got four quarterbacks, two wide receivers, and a tight end. And one of the things now that we can get the top 100 all together look at it is see how the positions are represented. And I think we ended up with 10 or 11 running backs and a good number of them, Jacobs, Eckler, Saquon. Basically, if you were unhappy this offseason, you ranked ahead of guys like Justin Herbert on this list. So there seems to be a disconnect. And again, there's not a lot of science in this, but there seems to be a disconnect between the way players value running backs and more importantly, how franchises and GMs and head coaches value running backs. If you went off this list, you'd pay guys who run the football. Uh, But we're not going off this list, which is bad news for them, and they're not getting paid. Tyreek Hill at number seven, another thing that jumps out to me, Tyreek was amazing last year. But what's odd about Tyreek Hill and his value and how good he is is that he went to Miami and he made Tua when Tua was healthy. He took Tua to a different level, took the offense to a different level, put up ridiculous numbers. I think he had 230 more yards last year than he had ever with Mahomes. Career highs in that regard. Averaged 100 receiving yards a game. He was fantastic. But the Chiefs won the Super Bowl without him. It's a weird dynamic of like how important actually is Tyreek Hill. But to, I that was actually the first name because I was going through it in reverse order. And to see him come in at number seven caught my eye. He There's no two ways about it. I mean, he's a dynamic player. And he's not the best wide receiver in the game, as evidenced by Justin Jefferson being five spots ahead of him. But the seventh best player last year in the NFL doesn't feel like it should be Tyreek Hill. But that's what this list shows us. And then Hurts at number three jumps out as well. Fantastic last year. Answered a lot of questions about himself, about obviously what the Eagles have as a franchise QB. Rolled them all the way through the NFC into the Super Bowl. And maybe he was almost a Super Bowl champion as well. But Jalen Hurts, the third best player in the NFL. That's not the way my list would look. If I had to make a list, if I was forced to make a list, um, I would have not gotten to Jalen Hurts at number three. Anything, uh, Ryan, that jumped out to you otherwise that, again, it's hard to be worked up about nonsense, but here I am asking you if you got worked up about nonsense at all. When I look at this, initially, if I'm, like you said, like going off last year, I'm okay with it because I see Jalen Hurts being second-best quarterback last year behind Mahomes. On top of that, I think you're wrong about the Tyreek Kill though, because he had to play with Teddy Bridgewater and Skylar Thompson, too. <laughs> at the end, that's and true. And he still was second in receiving guards in the league with 1,700. So yeah. you can't blame him for that. I do wish Micah Parsons was a little bit higher, though. I think he had a better year than Josh Allen did. Yeah, I think that's fair. I And I, I think part of that maybe, too, is, I mean, Micah Parsons is in the news, it feels like almost every day now, whether people are projecting him to be amazing or Mike McCarthy's telling him to stop getting near Dak Prescott in practice. But that, to me, is the thing. It's... I like to ignore the Cowboys, and we'll talk about their kicking situation again later this hour, but 
if there's one thing you need to watch about the Dallas Cowboys, if you uh, are in the group that can't stomach the Cowboys, wants nothing good from the Cowboys, doesn't want to celebrate, enjoy Cowboy football for whatever reason, you also, your team lives in the NFC East or whatever, it's hard not to pay attention to Michael Parsons. It's hard not to pay attention to the possibility of the things he can be, the fact that he talks a good game. Uh, I'm just, I'm all in on what he possibly could be. To me, that's, you know, Nick Bosa got MVP votes last year. Michael Parsons is in line to get MVP votes this year. Odds of a defensive player winning it are very, very slim. But that's a guy that can change the game on almost every single play. Can do different things, freak athletically. They seem smart enough to know had a game plan for him, scheme him, put him in places where he can make some things happen. Again, don't like to be nice to him, to them, but he is all sorts of fun to watch on that Cowboy defense. Again, it's a Trash Tuesday. Get those trashes in. We'll do ours next segment at CBS Sports Radio. At Andrew Bogus, you can call him at 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Squishy Liquid is Tweeting in, not about Trash Tuesday, but about our Jag our Jaguars bathroom hydration monitor. Uh, and he says the bathroom attendant keeps a log right next to the breath mints and cologne. One of his jobs, aside from making everyone feel awkward, is to keep track of who uses which hydration sensing urinal. So I'm going to come off this. I'm going to trash the idea of bathroom attendants. It's not a job that we need to ask anybody to do anymore. I can get, we, we're all adults for the most part. We can get our own paper towels. If you leave a jar of mints out there, that's great. No one needs to stand in the bathroom listening to dudes of the urinal fart or doing dastardly things inside stalls or standing there and being a weird, awkward stranger in a small bathroom. That's got to be free money, though. It's free money. You stand there, awkwardly watch people. I don't know if people I would, like that. but I would Give dis- some people cologne. Yeah, I would disagree on the free money part. You're in there taking shrapnel, smelling things, hearing things, having to avert your eyes. I, you don't need, I don't need someone in there to help me anymore. I'm good. It's harmless. I know it's a sign of being fancy, like, oh, we've got a bathroom attendant. I, no thanks. We don't, we don't need to make any, ask someone to do that job, and we don't need the job actually done. We can ha- I think we, I hope think, maybe I'm wrong, we can handle things on our own these days. You just put a barber in there. Okay, so now that's a different story. If you want to add things to be done in the bathroom, a guy that can shine your shoes, or a tailor, Yeah. Well, okay, now I'm listening. Now line up, the, line up right next to the door, all those, all, you can have a, get your hair cut, you could get your suit tailored, you get your shoes shined. If you line them all up right by the door, I think that's perfect. Because the because what the attendant in the bathroom is usually doing is, has some type of cologne sitting in, in the, their tray, some type of mouthwash. So why don't you just add to it and do it right? Yeah, I know. I'm with you. Let, let's make this little little mini shopping mall. Yeah. Let me accomplish other tasks while I'm in there. But I don't need a guy to wash my hands for me. All right, put a vending machine in there, you know, with a television. Because if we're being honest, too, the women's bathroom at places is like a little mini salon yeah they've got chairs and mirrors and lounges right, we've right. just got porcelain and cologne and breath mints why can't we have a recliner in there if we yeah want to? i want to sit down right recliner toilet aren't those a thing 
I don't know about that. I know about heated toilets and stuff like uh, that, but reclining toilets is interesting. If you had a leather couch reclining toilet, oh my goodness, I don't think anyone would leave. I mean, you put a TV in there too, dudes would never leave. No. You'd have guys in there watching whenever they're missing <laughs> to be at this event, a Sweet 16, a wedding, there's a game on. People are, you, listen, you could put a you could put a FanDuel DraftKings kiosk in those bathrooms too. Oh my goodness, we're getting into dangerous territory now. Or great ideas. Yes. I agree. Look, I agree. I think if you're going to have someone in there, let's just up the ante. Let's just make it big. That's what we've been doing lately with everything anyway. Yeah. Uh, speaking of betting, the PB boys of Pete Bellotti and Pat Boyle maybe don't need to become your new source for betting tips. Well, because... wait a minute. No, 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 no. Okay. What I said, to you, me. What I said to you today was, was a bet I made. No, no. But Boyle yesterday pounded the table and said, until further notice – bet against the Mets, and the uh, Mets won 11 to 2 right. last night over the Cubs. That's right. That's right. I heard it from somewhere else about betting, uh, taking, hitting that money line on the Cubs yesterday. Yeah. And, of course, that didn't work out. No, but well. Boyle sat here and said, well, you're doing this. Just keep doing it. The Mets are done. They've got nothing. You just keep pounding it, money line, whatever, and they won 11 to 2 over the Cubs last night. I, I'll I'll clarify that. I think it should be... Anytime Senga doesn't pitch. <laughs> that's fair. Bet on the other team. Yeah, that seems fair. Be a bunch of high school players. Bet on the other team. Uh, Gary Cohen, the TV voice of the Mets, one of the many people that weighed in on air during games last night about this Orioles situation, suspending their TV slash radio announcer, Kevin Brown, allegedly for something that he said, which was in no way offensive, improper, incorrect, suspendable-ish, warranting suspension of punishment. Uh, We'll do that in our next hour. When we come back, though, it's Trash Tuesday. Around the room, we go with our trashes plus yours, all next on CBS Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So what's eating you? People that get in the left lane and drive the speed limit. I got to trash the NFL, man. Trash my ex-girlfriend. You want me to trash that? Trash Tuesday, my favorite day of the week, not for nothing. Time to vent. We take it out like the trash. It's Trash Tuesday. All right, here we go. Trash Tuesday. Let us know what's bothering you. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227, at CBS Sports Radio, at Andrew Bogish on Twitter. But we go first, and going first for us is Peter Schwartz. Pete, what do you got? Thanks so much, Pete. New Arena. Oh, New Arena. Okay, good. We're still doing that one. Sounds great. Uh how about you, Ryan Botcher? Power forward center, Victor Wembanyama. Victor <laughs> I recently have had a pet peeve of people having their feet out anywhere they'd like. I was at the Metallica concert two days ago, and some lady just had her feet out, no socks, no nothing, on, like, the stands in front of me. So you mean her feet out of shoes? Out of shoes. Not like out nope. of the aisle or out of like her the, the seat space. They're, they're out of the speed space, seat space on like the railing. No shoes, no socks. This is not the first time this has happened either. People are doing it everywhere, and I do not like that. We are trashing people. Illegal dumping. We are as a collective group disgusting. This is an epidemic that needs to stop. It happens on airplanes. I've seen it on the railroad going to Long Island. Just as if you're home, as if other people are not going to sit there. It's bad enough to put your sh- like your shoes that have been walking through Manhattan all day long on the seats. I would never do that. But then to have the gall to take your f- shoes off and put your bare feet on communal, whatever that is, vinyl, is disgusting. It's also amazing to me the amount of people on planes, mass transit, whatever, that watch or listen to things without headphones. Like, we all need to hear. And, like, I've done it by accident sometimes, you know, and it's, like, it, it, it's like mortifying that for three seconds I inconvenience somebody, and people just sit back and listen to music or watch videos, TikTok, whatever, without headphones. Like, do you, like who raised you? And at 4 a.m. in the morning, too. They, uh, no, no, hour, no hour is spared. Well, the only good thing at 4 in the morning for me on my train is that there are dudes who do not mess around because that's their extra little bedtime. That doesn't last. Now, when I leave the city, people are less in like less in, in tune to saying something. But it happened actually yesterday morning. Somebody watched the video. Was watching a video. Twenty seconds. Look, a guy to be like, "Dude, for real, turn that down." And it went away. But in the first place, how do you do that? I don't understand what would lead you to believe that that's in any way acceptable as a human being in society. They don't care. But I just don't. I can't. I don't. I don't know how we got there. Cell, cell phone conversations, too. Screaming because we're on a train. It's loud. you got to raise your voice. At least some people do that not on speaker. But then people do it on speaker phones. Like you're hearing both ends of the conversation. That should be a, a jailable offense. You should go to jail for that. All right. All right. Give me your number. Five, five. I'm sorry. I'm on the train. Five. I'll call you back. And then they don't, they don't hang up. Call you back. Yeah. That's the code. Don't, I don't pick up. 
If Ron, somebody I know calls me on the train, I don't pick up and I text them and say, I'm on the train, I'll call you back in a few minutes. That's what I do. How do they, if they're going underground, because I take the MTA in subway, their service drops and they don't care. Yep. And they keep going. Yeah. Over and over. Yeah. Someone needs to smack them. Yeah. Pete, what do you got? Uh, Bilotti, that is. What do you got? Well, I, I I think I may have mentioned this before. I'm you probably tra- did. I, <laughs> I'm trashing people who have decided. Wait, let me guess. Who, no parking spaces. No. No. Who are online but don't know they're ordering the bagel store. No. <laughs> okay. Back to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm trashing people who draw, who give up the, the law when they drive in the rain. It, it, it's either they drive too slow or they drive too fast, both ways, possibly causing an accident. It's like rain. Oh, we're going to wash away any laws there is yeah. on the road. And and it, it everyone gets delayed because someone's going extra slow when they could speed it up a little bit. Or someone is thinks they're Mark Martin and driving in the middle of the lane and, and water everywhere. So I'm trashing the people that don't understand that you still follow the law when you drive on the road in a rainstorm. That's, it's a new concept, folks, but I'm trashing that. It's the landfill overnight in El Paso. Let it not be missed that Mark Martin is still Bilotti's NASCAR driver reference. Well, I, I'm guessing he retired 20 years ago. <laughs> Maybe not 20, but it's been a while. Uh, Sterling Martin? <laughs> that other guy? <laughs> he plays right field for the Mets now. Oh, that's right. Yeah. But Jeff Gordon? Jeff Gordon... You know, that's a good question. No, it's Jimmy Johnson that drives, I think, the Indy cars. The coach? No, no, no. Former NASCAR driver. Ah, okay. Although I can never remember. One of them does Jimmy IE. One does wide. I never can remember which one I does think which. Jimmy, Jimmy Y is the coach. I think you're right. I think you're right. Schwartz, who you trash him? While my family and I had a fantastic time at the Hall of Fame festivities in Canton, I'm going to trash the NFL. Wow. For decision... To have, or maybe it was the Hall of Fame people that did this, but they had this actor poet, Steve Connell, do this like five minute thing before each Hall of Famer spoke on Saturday. Okay. And it was, I don't know if you saw any I of did this. not. It was just like cringeworthy. It was just unnecessary, like, you know, blabber coming out of his mouth. And, you know, Chris Berman from ESPN again is the master of ceremonies. And to me, it just took away from the masterful job that he does every year doing that. So this guy comes out and for five minutes talks and poetically about the the Hall of Famers in, in a manner which was just cringeworthy. It was like he was like trying to mic drop, and it was just, to me it was just it took away and it added an extra hour to the whole thing. If he doesn't do this, you know, nine guys get into the Hall of Fame it was probably five seven minutes for each one of them that this guy talked before Chris Berman came out and did his thing. It just was awful, and it just made the day drag a little bit. Again, it was a great day and a great week there, but that was unnecessary. I'm getting queasy. Do you think they needed some kind of time filler in between to, like, reset stuff for the next honoree? No, it was way too much time in between. You know, person's done with their speech. They take a commercial. They can come back and have Chris Berman come out and speak, which he did anyway. Right. So to me, it was it was added on unnecessarily to the whole day, and I think it took away and it made the day a little longer. And I think there were other people around us that were like, you know, what's going on with this guy? I, th- I think it did probably need some time filler because you got to move the bus 
And the bus are probably not easy to lift. And the people are old. So it's like it was way too much time. Yeah. And it was un- it was cringeworthy. I wonder if he took too much time. Like he was he was they were like, do ninety seconds and he did four minutes. Well, if he was supposed to do ninety seconds, he went way past the time and they should have pulled him after the first couple. It was just uncomfortable to listen to. We mentioned this yesterday. I saw a picture of um very limited attendance. Was mm-hmm. it a small crowd Saturday? I would say well for the game was sold out. Right. The game was packed. Um, I would say, in general, they probably sold 22,000 out of 25,000 seats. But people were shifting in and out. I could tell you that Zach Thomas went first. 95% of the Dolphin fans that were there got up and left after Zach Thomas. Yeah. So the picture I saw was was before Joe Thomas. So by then, it had taken its toll. Oh, people had cleared out. I will tell you, a lot of Jet fans got up after Joe Klecko's speech, did okay. not bother waiting for Darrell Rivas. Wow. Um, and there were people that got – and you have to remember, too, around the stadium is like this magnificent, like, plaza area, Hall of Fame village. So there's actually, like, things to do on the grounds other than, than sit there. So if you were not interested in listening to a certain person go in the hall, you could have come and gone. So there were people moving in and out. But mass exodus after – each guy spoke because the fan base had no interest in anything else. All right, so here's my trash. I'm going to do this delicately. I don't want anybody to yell at me. But I'm trashing everybody who is going to see this Barbie movie dressed as Barbie. And that includes my daughter. <laughs> she and her two friends went to see Barbie dressed up for the occasion. And I guess, you know, if you're 12, you're a preteen, you get a pass here. But if you're an adult going dressed as Barbie or dressed in pink... I don't know what you're accomplishing here. Go and have fun. Make a big deal of it. Go with your girlfriends, whatever. I, I see seen theaters that have like little like photo opportunity, like cardboard cutout things. Take all those pictures. But dressing for the occasion is like wearing golf clothes to a golf tournament, going to the U.S. Open dressed like Roger Federer, going to a Mets game in head-to-toe in pinstripe pants <laughs> underneath my Gary Carter jersey. I, I This is where... Ninja Turtles comes in. I love, me and my brother loved that show growing up. I want to see the movie. I'm not going there with a plastic turtle shell on my back. <laughs> I don't understand Please where do this it. came from. <laughs> okay, so the joke came from the Oppenheimer Barbie thing, right? So you people were going to like wear suits to see Oppenheimer as like a joke. Dumb. And then switch into like beach clothes. Sure. But it just ended up being people wearing pink clothing to Barbie. Because nobody's stupid enough to wear a we suit should, to a movie. We should wear beach clothes to Oppenheimer. Flip it up. <laughs> yeah. Double feature. That's right. Wear suits to Barbie. And dress like a 1950s gentleman to go see. To... <laughs> ah, see? <laughs> dress like Jody. But it, like, it's overwhelming. It's all Instagram and Facebook are is, is women and dudes dressed for, for Barbie. And I it's just it's so perplexing me. We'd never have thought, crossed my mind, going to a movie especially like a nostalgic movie, to go dress like that. Like, put on a costume. Yeah. Ridiculous. Now, and I've, Stupid. And we've seen it before, I feel like with Star Wars and those kind of movies, people do dress it's up. It's all their fault, too. But it, that's it, also... It, it's, it's guys dressed up as Darth Vader to go see Star Wars. Just go see the movie, like, like a human being. But I expect that from nerds, and I say that lovingly because I'm a nerd, too, but I do have my limits in my nerddom. And it stops. That line is drawn before wearing costumes yeah, to places. Yeah, you, you, you get out of a get out of a car wearing a cape. 
in July <laughs> to go see a movie. I'm all gonna go see for Superman, but I'm gonna have a big S on my chest and a red cape. You think that's that's great? I, I think that's stupid. Yeah, I, I think it's really I, I, go stupid. Go play in your backyard and, and jump off a playground doing that. Don't do it. In, uh, go to a movie theater and, and and dress up like like Superman or, or Barbie or Oppenheimer or whatever. I mean, come on. Yeah, I'm not gonna bring my katana does, to does, go see Ninja Turtles next week. <laughs> does Barbie have a costume though? It's just pink clothing. Well, I, I mean, I, I I guess you could really go all out and go as like you know Doctor Barbie, real estate agent Barbie. Like you could. She did have different ensembles as that, a, the toy. That's you pushing max it. those. I I would agree. Okay. I can I can handle pink clothing. When you get to wearing like a spacesuit, that's too far. Yeah, I would even. I mean, even pink clothing seems like a lot to me. You think people go in the toy store and dressing like Buzz Lightyear? They probably did actually. Like the like the like the cost the big like the big helmet and everything. Definitely like Woody. Yeah, that's easy to yeah. accomplish. An eight year old maybe not an eight year old like, like a four year old. Right. But not a forty year old yeah. <laughs> dressed up as as Rex. Right. Your kid should go to the Paw Patrol movie with a Paw Patrol shirt or like his favorite Paw Patrol Hat. stuffed animal. Yes. But as an adult, you should not be dressing up for Barbie. You see Barbie, absolutely, and everyone apparently has, but no costumes. But also, that movie is, from what I've gathered, that movie is not really meant for children. Which is another thing. And I've had more than one, like, mom friend in our neighborhood be like, yeah, it took my five-year-old. She didn't really like it. I'm like, I'm I'm not surprised she didn't like it. It's a (laughs) five-year-old in a movie. Like, they don't like it. Movies in general, or even the ones they like, are be tough for them. It's not designed for five-year-olds. Barbie was great. It was a great movie. Did you see Oppenheimer? Yes. Did you see them together? No. Okay. Because I saw Barbie way too late at night. Okay. Well, and the other thing uh, to add on to your trash is these movie lengths are horrible. I mean, if you want to go see Oppenheimer, go bring a pillow. I mean, you're going to fall asleep and bring an atomic bomb shaped pillow to rest on in the movie. (laughs) That's right. See, if you want to bring something, bring a blanket. You know, bring some goobers and and and, and enjoy yourself. But, but call Mark Martin. Yeah, call Mark Martin. <laughs> Dale Jarrett. He can drive you with your goobers <laughs> yeah. in his NASCAR car. That's right. I know the movies are too long. I I I I miss the days when you could do it in ninety minutes. So Oppenheimer's three hours. Yeah, exactly three hours. See, now that's a movie to me that should be three hours. Like I'm okay with that. But another like a regular movie that's not a historical kind of thing can't pass like. Two hours, two fifteen. Then that's too oh, long. No, not no even su- not even superhero movies. No, I I I I I love Iron Man, but I don't need to see him for three and a half hours. I'll pass. Is Iron Man that long? That's one of my favorites. Is that that long? No, I'm it's just, not. I'm right, just give an example. But some I, of those other ones are like two and a half hours, easy. Yeah, it, it takes away from it. I think I, you don't need to see that for two and a half hours. I think it, it just takes away the juice from the movie. Takes away the juice. Yeah, no, no juice. After Can't that. lose the juice. Ninety minutes, you're done with the juice. Steven and SC, I'm trashing Pete the body ever since I commented on his post about the Mets, and he knows I'm a Braves fan, and he said, good luck getting eliminated from the playoffs this year. The Braves have uh, sucked or struggled mightily. Thanks, Pete. You're putting the jinx, the hex, on the Braves? What a beatdown. I'm not doing it. They do it all the time. Two championships in 30 years. I mean, relax. Oh, and then Steve follows up with, I bet Pete dresses up when he goes to a wrestling show. I do not. Oh, I do not. <laughs> Are you sure? I do not. You have a wrestling shirt on, though, right? It's defensive. Right. It's defensive. I wear a shirt, but I'm, but there's guys that dress up with championship belts, and they're the real ones too. 
The right, you replicas. leave those ones at home. You no, have them. I have one that's up in the office. <laughs> There's one up in the office, like like a normal human being if they wanted to buy it, like something like that. It's like, <laughs> it's like an office piece. Uh, add Joey Shackelford. I'm trashing Pat Boyle for calling touchdowns tutties. Are we really doing this for another season? It's a fair question, Joey. We're eroding. Carlos doesn't like it. Carlos with an opinion. Yeah, it's a cool kid thing. Tutties. There's a couple of them. 100-yard games or something else, too. There's a couple. We have to... If Boyle's around long-term, that's a thing we're going to need to address with Boyle. That's for sure. Dixieland Dan's trashing... My daughter and wife, my daughter spilled a gallon of milk in my floor, didn't tell us. My wife badly scratched the floors moving the couch. Why in the hell did I spend three weeks putting nice hardwood floors down for you two to destroy them in three months? We're eroding. You I got for- that right. I forgot what Dixieland Dan called his house again. He told us once it was amazing. I said, what is it? I can't remember. You guys told me, and I don't remember it again. But it was a long process. He kind of said it's a date. We got pictures and everything like that. If you're messing up his floors immediately, then shame on Mrs. Dixieland and Dixieland daughter. You can't do that. You can't do that. Moist Pork. Good morning, AB. I want to trust people who use the dumpster in our parking lot at work. Our private dumpster that we pay for. Dumping your construction garbage in there. Leaving us no space for our own garbage is not okay. Hashtag trash him. Let's face it. That's straight trash. Well, they're appropriately labeled. Mm. Uh, more trashes as we continue this morning at CBS Sports Radio at Andrew Bogish or 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. But right now, without further ado, headlines. Here's Schwartz. And this report, folks, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Insurance. Bilotti's uh, messing with you. Oh. But maybe I did something wrong there. Uh. Uh. This uh, report is sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you could save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and progressive.com. Uh, Peter Schwartz, yes, and you're not. We'll begin in Pittsburgh and a big third inning for the Pirates. Ron Piguero and the pitch. Swing and a fly ball out to center. Falling fast. That's down for another base hit for the Pirates. Two hits in the inning for Piguero. Pirates lead 6-0 as Rodriguez comes in to score. That was the call on Pirates Radio. Pirates hold on to beat the Braves 7-6. Now to Milwaukee. The one. Sal, a high drive, right center field. Tolia's back onto the warning track at the wall. Sal Freelich with a three-run shot. And the Brewers all over the Rockies here tonight in game one of this series. 12-1 Brewers. And that was the final score. The call on Brewers Radio. Brewers beat the Rockies 12-1. to There were other games yesterday. Rangers over the A's 5-3. to That's seven straight wins for Texas. The Giants had a six-run ninth. Beat the Angels 8-3. The Angels have lost seven in a row. You had the Red Sox beating the Royals 6-2. And a Pablo Reyes walk-off grand slam. Mets over the Cubs 11-2. And the Blue Jays beat the Guardians 3-1. Nationals and Phillies washed out. They'll play a doubleheader today. The Dodgers beat the Padres 13-7. Mookie Betts hit a grand slam in that game. Also wins for the Twins and the Reds. The White Sox beat the Yankees 5-1. It's coming after former White Sox reliever and current Yankee Kenyon Middleton said the White Sox had a no-rules culture. One of Middleton's claims 
was that players would fall asleep during games. General Manager Rick Kahn responded to that yesterday. At no point over the course of this year has there been a reliever sleeping in the bullpen during a game. That's just wrong. Uh, we do have a player, a position player, who has fairly serious sleep issues. And as part of our sports performance program of trying to address that issue, he has been given permission and, in fact, encouraged to sleep in the clubhouse at times. Now, Han went on to say that some players questioned this and were upset that they saw a player sleeping in the clubhouse. And when they were ex- when it was explained to them why this was going on, they understood it. But it seems like a real strange and you're and I'm someone I have sleep apnea, so I understand the problems of of getting good sleep. Mm-hmm. But I think it would be a little uncomfortable and weird situation for players in a clubhouse to walk in. Maybe they have to go to the bathroom during the game. Maybe right. they need something from their locker, and they go in and they see some guy, you know, sleeping on the couch. It's a bad place to put uh, a bed or something. Put it like off to the side. It's another room where it's I'm, not in the clubhouse. I'm fairly certain that there is a nap room in multiple yeah. arenas and stadiums. There has to be a place you can go to yes. know, catch some Z's. Yeah. It shouldn't be in the middle of the clubhouse, though. You no, you shouldn't be sitting on two chairs, like, facing each other, like, <laughs> laying across two Like two in a hotel chairs. or something. Yeah. You I shouldn't mean, do that. I mean, what a it, mess. It, it, it does send a bad mess. Even if it's for a medical condition, it sends, a, like, you're sitting there and... You're trying to get ready for a game. Someone's sleeping in the right. middle of the room. Or send the email ahead of time. Right. That says, hey, by the way, Todd doesn't sleep well. He's going to sleep whenever he can. So if it's in the bullpen, the clubhouse, in your locker, don't disturb him. Yeah. I imagine whoever this player is, he's wearing like an Ebenezer Scrooge type of long gown. (laughs) One of the sleeping caps. (laughs) Pinstripe pajamas. Yes. Walking around the training room, just trying to find a bed. I mean, it's, again, I speak from experience. It's a real issue, but. You know, I, I when I when I need to get a nap, I'm not doing it out in the middle of my street. I'm doing it in the privacy of my home, or you know, wh- whatever. But I'm just like yeah. this. This just seems like a real ludicrous way of handling it. A lot of shorts to sleep in the middle of the IE. You know? Yeah, but it, for it, our right. sake, if you wanted to sleep outside, Pete, that we would have, <laughs> we'd recommend it. I mean, back in the day, I did sleep overnight. So I did take a nap in between updates. I, mean, I think that's well documented. But I don't think I was annoying anybody. Very well documented. Yeah. In so fact, stand by. Pete's searching for it right now. <laughs> other other baseball hijinks yesterday. Orioles yeah. play-by-play announcer Kevin Brown reportedly removed from mass and telecast suspended because of a reference he made to the Orioles' lack of success against the Rays in St. Petersburg in previous seasons. Those comments were made during the open to the broadcast on July 23rd, and those comments accompanied by a graphic illustrating the Orioles' struggles. No word as to whether or not the producer who made that graphic was also penalized for this. There was reaction from around baseball yesterday, including from Mets announcer Gary Cohen on SNY. Let me just say one thing to Baltimore Orioles management. You draped yourself in humiliation when you fired John Miller, and you're doing it again. And if you don't want Kevin Brown, there are 29 other teams who do. It's a horrendous decision by the Orioles. I don't know what they were thinking, but they've gotten exactly the reaction that they deserve. And a lot of that reaction from around baseball. And we'll do more on that story, plus the ridiculous White Sox next hour. I mean... 
it makes sense that the White Sox are struggling on the field the way they seem to be running things, and the Orioles are still in their hearts, the Orioles, because the Angelos family making odd decisions, embarrassing ones, is not new news. One last time out when we come back. Oh, the Cowboys, they're never embarrassing. They're next on CBS Sports Radio. I think we all remember Brett Maher, right? Missing four PATs against the Buccaneers and missing another the week after. He's no longer the Cowboy kicker after all of that. When we first brought this story up, it was after the Broncos had cut Brandon McManus, one of the best in the business, veteran kicker, and Sean put his foot down and said, he's got to be a Cowboy within 36 hours. Never happened. He's a Jaguar, I think, now. So it was Tristan Vizcaino. Then this came back up again when the Cowboys signed Brandon Aubrey, who was playing in the USFL. And now Vizcaino was caught yesterday, leaving Aubrey as the lone kicker in camp. Now, they'll probably sign somebody else just to actually take some of the kicks during training camp because everybody's got more than one to save the leg of the main guy. But Aubrey's now the main guy. This is a dude who kicked well, but in the USFL, he was a college soccer player, tried to play pro soccer. That didn't work. Got into football side, USFL, and now he's the Dallas Cowboy kicker. And I guess it could work, obviously. But again, this is the Cowboys trying to be too cute and too smart. And they are. I, again, I don't like to be nice to them. and I don't think that they're a great team, but they're a good team. They're too good for stuff like this. This position, jokes aside, is super important. Their, se- their season almost ended earlier than it should have because of their idiot kicker at the end of last season. And their response to that is not a safe play, a smart play, a veteran guy who's kicked in the big spots. It's a guy whose biggest kicks have come for the Birmingham whatevers in this edition of the USFL. And his next big kick in the NFL is going to be his first big kick in the NFL. And all of their games are important. They want to play super important games in December, January, and February. And right now, they're talking up a kicker who only has a season of USFL experience. It doesn't have to be like this, but the Cowboys always make it like this. And... You know, it's probably 70-30 that this blows up in their face. It might work. They might be right. They may be smarter than us in this one particular instance, but I don't know why they insist on doing everything as difficultly as possible. Hour number three has a lot of dumb baseball teams. First the Orioles, then the White Sox, but then a smart football coach. It's a busy hour three, and it's next on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.